There's Gemara and Erchen and Afyudam at Beis, which discusses when Halal is said. What are the conditions under which Halal is supposed to be recited? And the Gemara goes through all the various components that are necessary to warrant Halal. And then the Gemara comes up to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippurim. And it says Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, it's a Mayed. These are days that are in the parish of the Mayadim, which is one of the necessary conditions to recite Halal. And also, it's a day which is Iktish Basiris Malacha. You're not allowed to do Malacha on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So it seems to have all the necessary factors to recite Halal, and yet we don't say Halal on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says, Mishum Derbavo. What does Derbavo say? Amru Malachi Asharis Lifnei The Malachim come before the Rabbani Shalaylam, and they ask him, Rabbani Shalaylam, why is it that Klal Yisrael are not singing Shira? They're not saying Halal on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Amar Lohen, the Rabbani Shalom responds to the Malachi Asharis. Efshar, Melech, Yeshev al Kisei Adin, Hayitochen. Is it possible to imagine that a king should be sitting in his throne of justice? And before him, on the table before him, lies the book of life and the book of death. And everybody is going to either be inscribed in one or the other. And Klai Yisrael should sing Shira before me. How is it possible that if you're being inscribed in either the book of life or the book of death, that our very fate hangs in the balance during these days of the Yom Nairoim, how is it Shaykh for a person to sing Halal before me, to sing Shira before me? This is what Rabbi says goes on in Shamayim when the Malachim pose this question to the Rabbeinu Shalom, why is it that there's no howl in the Machzairim? And he says it's not possible. You cannot recite howl because it's a day that Sifri Chaim, Sifri Mesim, Suchim Lepanuf. And the Rambam in Hilchus Chanukah, when he goes through the halachas of howl, in Parakimol, halachavav, the Rambam says, Abba Rosh Hashanah v'yem on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, ain't by him halal. There is no halal said. These are days of tshuva. These are days of yira. These are days of pachad. And they're not days of extraordinary simcha. Which means to say that in order to say halal, a person has to be in a certain madrega of Simcha Yisera. You have to be in a matzah of extraordinary joy, extraordinary Simcha, in order to elicit 
the emotional, enthusiastic, ecstatic song of Halal. Anything short of that, if it's not a day of Simcha Yaseira, if it's a day of Pachad, of Yira, of Tshuva, you cannot properly sing Shira before the Rabbi Nishalom. It just won't go. You could say the words, but that's not what Halal is. Halal is a, on Yom Taivim, Howl is a day that we sing to the Rabbi from the bottom of our hearts in ecstasy. And Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is not a day of Simcha Yaseira. You cannot reach that Madrega, and therefore Howl is not sung on the Yom Nairon. There's an additional Rambam in the Pirish of Mishnayis to Rosh Hashanah. In the fourth paragraph of Rosh Hashanah, the Rambam writes, they didn't say how on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Why? These are days of service, of hachna, of subjugation, humility, and pachad, fear, to be petrified before the Rabbi Nishleilam. The Yiramimenu. These are days that you run away and you come back into his arms. There's a Gansar Shmuz about what the Rambam means over here in the Pirush of Mishnayis and Rosh Hashanah. The Briskarov says a word on this. I saw this year from Rapinkus. Rapinkus says a beautiful mushal to explain what this means, that it's a Mivrach Umanus Elov. That Rosh Hashanah is a time that you run away and you and you then run into the Rebbeinu you run into his arms. It says the Moshalim a father who for whatever reason decides to scare his son. He says whatever whatever reason sometimes the father wants to do shtick with his son and he scares him, he frightens him, and the son is so scared he starts running away and then he realizes that. The only place I should really be is running into my father's arms. Because that's the only place that's really safe. And that's how it is in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. We are afraid of the Rabbi Nishalem. We have Pachar Adin. We have Yira. So we're Mivrach. It's a time that we should be so scared of the Rabbi Nishalem and the Din that we should be running for cover. We should be looking for any crack and crevice in which to hide ourselves. And then we have to, umanis elav, we realize that there's no etza, there's no way to run. We can run, but we can never hide. And so therefore, we are forced into the Rabbi Nishalom's arms, and we seek refuge in his tzel kinapov. But that's the vart of Hawa on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, where Pater, we don't have Hawa on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, because these are days of tshuva, of Yira, of Pachad, of Melech Yeshua Kiseidin, Vesifrechaim, Vesifremesim, Munachim Lefanov, and we cannot really elicit the natural feelings which Halal require. So, the Lamdonim are probably clearing right now is it shot that there is no din of Halal, meaning that. Rashanani and Kippur is a day that is completely mufka from halal, there's no halal. Or maybe there is a din halal, but we just can't say it. 
it remains unsaid because we Pashat can't say it. The Ram doesn't say, yeah, there's no halal. It's just because there is no, because we cannot properly get into the mood of halal, so therefore we don't say halal. But maybe, maybe there's a din halal, it's just that it's, it remains unsaid. It remains unrecited. The MS I found after I was playing this Chakira, I found in the Rina Yitzchak that he has this Shailah, tremendous Lamdan. He says, what would be if a person, for whatever reason, he said Halal on Rosh Hashanah Kippur. He had a mistake in Machzer, and he started saying Halal on Rosh Hashanah. Would he have been Mekayim, his din of Kriyas Halal or not? Would you say that it's a day of Simcha? It meets all the criteria. It's a Mayed, it's Iktish Basis Malacha, there's Simcha. So therefore, you should say, if you said it, you said it, and you were Yaitza, you got it, you got a mitzvah for that. Or maybe it's completely because you cannot say it, what that means to say is that it's a day that essentially there is no halal. There's absolutely no halal to be said on this day. Before we say what I want to say today, I want to say a Pachad Yitzchak, just as an introduction to this, to what we're going to speak out. This is my favorite Pachad Yitzchak. For all of you trivia buffs who want to know what my favorite Pachad Yitzchak is, this is my favorite Pachad Yitzchak. And you probably heard me say it a dozen times. The Pachad Yitzchak speaks out by, by, by Purim. We know that there is no, another day with a notable absence of hallow is Purim. Purim, we don't say Halal. Even though that's a day that we should be running to say Halal, we don't say Halal. And the Gemara asks why we don't say Halal. That very Gemara in Erchen, it's a Gemara in Megillah. And the Gemara gives three reasons. And one of the reasons that are given is because Kriyasa Zuhi Hilula. When we read the Megillah, that is the Halal. The Halal is the through the Megillah. The Kriyas HaMegillah is really, that's the, that's the, that's the howl of, of, of Purim. So now, here comes the Shaila. Let's say you're in a place, and the Ramam Paka brings this reason. That's the halacha. The halacha is, that's the reason why we don't say howl, because we have a Megillah. So, the question obviously could be asked, what would be if you're in a city that doesn't have a Megillah on Purim? So, Pashas, I would say, okay, so say Halal. The only reason why we're not saying Halal is because the Megillah is the Halal. If I don't have a Megillah, I should say Halal. And the Me'iri Paskins, as I the Me'iri says that if you're in a place that doesn't have a Megillah, go ahead, pull out your heart scroll Halal, and say it. I wrote it, by the way. So, so the, um, but the obvious question is, no one paskins like this in Eri. The, the Mepharshim basically, all the Paiskim say that if you're in a place that doesn't have a Megillah, you don't say how. What's the Pshat? So Pashas, the Pshat is that Chazal were not Kaveya, they weren't Mesakein Halal. They were Mesakein Mikra Megillah, and that was the Halal, and there was no plan B. If you don't have Mikra Megillah, then there's no how. There was never a there was never a, uh, a second place over here. You either say Megillah, Megillah or bust. Either you read Megillah or you don't read Megillah. But you don't say how. There was no kviyas halal on on Purim. But listen to the most gorgeous Pachad Yitzchak you'll ever hear. 
the Bhagavad Yitzhak says as follows. You know why it's not true, why we don't pass him like the Meiri, even though that would be the logical conclusion that we should say Hallel when you don't have a Megillah, is like this. Why were they Kaveya that the Kriyas HaMegillah should be the Hallel? Says the Pshat is because Hallel, the regular Hallel, which we call Hallel HaMitzri, the Gemara calls our regular Hallel. Hallel HaMitzri, that open, revealed form of Hallel is the Hallel that's appropriate for an open and revealed type of miracle. Whenever you have a Nes Nigra, whenever you have an evident miracle, Kriyas Yamsuf, Matan Taira, if you have open, big, obvious, evident miracles, so then you have to sing a hallel in response to that. You have to go and sing a, a shira which is open and evident and niglo. Purim was not like that. Purim was a miracle that we know was a nice nister. There was absolutely no, there were no earthquakes there were no cataclysmic events, there was no Matantaira, there was no Kriyas Yamsuf, there was no Kailusu Brokim. If you were a casual resident of Shushan during that period of time, you would think that there was some very interesting political machinations going on, but it wouldn't really evoke any feeling that there is Nisim going on. It's like you open up a New York Times and you say this happened and that happened. And, but, you know, maybe if you have the the, the benefit of hindsight, you'd be able to piece the pieces together and see that maybe Yad Hashem was there, but it wasn't. There were no Nisim uh, Gluyim. There were no open, evident Nisim. There were Nis Nister. Everything was hidden. Even the Shem Hashem is not found in the Mikra Megillah because there wasn't really that... It wasn't that obvious. So for that, for such a Nis Nister, you have to have Halal Nister. You have to have a Halal which is hidden, because the hallow is always in response to the miracle. So if the miracle is open, the hallow has to be open. If the miracle is mister, so the hallow is mister. So we conceal the hallow in the Mikra Megillah, and the words of hallow, they come, as Aaron Schefter once put it, they come mimamakim. It comes from the depths of the Megillah. It comes from between the lines of the Megillah. That's where the Shira to Hashem comes from. But it's from a very hidden place. It's not an open, evident type of hallow. It's a hidden hallow. And therefore, that's why he says we don't pass him like the Meiri. Because you have to have a hallow in the Mikra Megillah. There is no open hallow. It's an inappropriate response on Purim to sing hallow in an outward way, even when there's no Megillah, because you have to do it through the Megillah. It has to be concealed because that's the way that we sing a shira to the Rabbeinu Shalom in a concealed fashion in order to respond to the Rabbeinu Shalom's concealed miracle. And with that I wanted to say a similar vart when it comes to Rosh Hashanah. I want to say that on Rosh Hashanah we have hallow. We do have a hallow. We can't sing the hallow in an open, evident way. You know why? Because it's not a day of simply Yisair. We can't muster that happiness to sing Shira to the Rabbani Shalom as we would normally like to because there is a looming din. Because 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sitting in judgment and paskening. He's looking through the books. How were we last year and do we deserve to live? Or the opposite, Rahman al-Islam. And everything is being needed on Rosh Hashanah so we can't be singing Shira before the Rabbi Nishlam. It just won't go. It doesn't work. You can't do it. <coughs> but there still is a howl. And the howl is a howl benister. Because we can't sing an open shira, that doesn't mean that there's no hallow. There is a din hallow. And I believe that the din hallow that we sing on Rosh Hashanah is a hallow through the Tkiah Shaifer. The Kaila Shaifer. When you hear the Shaifer blast, that's the hallow that we send up to the Rabbi Nishlelem. That is our hallow. Because again, it is a mayed. It is Iktish Basiyas Malacha. It has the criteria to sing Hallow. And so there must be a Hallow. And the Hallow is through the Shaifer. And I want to marshal a few, a few Rayas to my Yisaid. And then we will discuss the Musa Haskell of the Yisaid. The Meshachachma says on this Gemara in Erech and he brings a beautiful remez. He says, it says, Tiku b'chay de'shoifer b'chesel yem chagenu ki chayk l'yisrael hu mishpel alekayapiv and the bris, so the Meshachachma says, this is really in Merames, the side of Sefer Chaim, Sefer Yemesim, Sukhum Lepanov why we don't say how on Rosh Hashanah b'chesel yem chagenu when the chag is b'chesel when it's covered, we don't sing Hallel because there's something covering it. We have, we have to restrain ourselves on this Yantif. It's Bakesa. The Yom Chagenu, the Hallel of the Chag is covered over. Ki Chayk Yisrael Ho is Sifre Chayim. Chayk is a Lashon of All of the life, the life that we're going to live in the next year is all being paskined on Rosh Hashanah. Mishpah Yaakov, it's Mishpah, there's Din, Sifrei Mavis. Sifrei Chayim is Sifrei Mavis, Tzuchim Lepanov, you don't say Shira, it's Bakesel Yem Chagenu. That's the Meshach Chachma's Vart. But Meshach Chachma doesn't theorize, he doesn't say that the beginning of the Pasuk starts, Tiku Bachay De Shaifer. We blow a Shaifer Bakesel Yem Chagenu. When the Chag is covered, when there's no Hallel, we have a Hallel. We blow a shaifer, the Rabbi Shalom says, blow a shaifer. The shaifer is going to be in lieu of the hallel. You're not able to sing hallel because there's no simple Yisera on this day. But you have to say hallel. So the hallel is through Tiku Bachay de Shaifer. And there are many psukim throughout Tehillim. The psukim that we say in advance of the Tikiah Shaifer, Lam Natseach of Neitarach Mizmar. Kol Amim Tiku Chaf. All the nations of the world, clap your hands. Hariu lelekim b'kol rina. And blow the shoifer to Hashem b'kol rina with a shira. The shoifer is a shira to the Rabbi Nishalem. There's psukim in Tehillim and Perak Samachtes. Ahalala shem lelekim b'shir. V'agadlana b'saida. I'm going to sing shira to the Rabbi Nishalem. I'll give a taida to the Rabbi Nishalem. V'seitiv la'ashem mishar par. 
and Zokdav and Amalek, the Shira that I will give to Hashem will be better than a sharp hour. The Gemara Darshans in Rosh Hashanah, that from this Pasuk we know that it has to be a Shaifer, that it has to be, that the Shaifer is Mishar Par, it has to dafka be a Karen Shal Par, as opposed to a different type of Karen. Because the Karen, because the Tetev Hashem Mishar Par is Mishaifer. And Rashi says in Tehillim that David HaMelech is saying that the Hallel that I'm going to give to the Rebbe is even better than the Hallel of the Shaifer. So we see that the shaifer represents a hallow. The shaifer is a form of hallow. It's a form of tefillah, as the briskarov famously says. The briskarov says that shaifer is, is a tefillah. Shaifer, he says, that's the pshat why we say by, by shaifer, maven or makshiv, mazin. Right, what, what's going on here? Lakot, yes, no, what does it mean? Akash pays attention and he, he listens to and he, and he, and he answers. The voice of our shaifer. What does that mean? He says because shaifer has a din tefillah. Shaifer is really a, it's a form of tefillah, and that's why he said with the bracha shemeya called tefillahs ami yisrael barachamim. You should listen with mercy. What does it mean with mercy? It's a, it's a it's a it's a horn blast. What does it mean with mercy? Because it's a form of tefillah, and I want to say that the tefillah is not just stamat tefillah. It's a hallel. We're singing praises to the rabbanim The hallel that we owe Hashem on these days is the Hallel of the Shaifer. The Shaifer is our tool. It's our instrument to, on a day that we can say it, we can't utter the Hallel with our lips. We're not able to. Our lips are trembling. But the Nishama is able, through the Tkiyas HaShaifer, to emit and to evoke a Tfilah and a Hallel to the Rabbi There's a... Shibale Aleket, the Shibale Aleket in Simon Kuf Ayin Bez, brings as follows. We know that there's a din of Hallel every Rosh Chaydesh, we say Hallel. The Gemara says that that is not a regular Hallel, that's Minagavisena Biadeno, whatever the reason for that Hallel is, we say Chatsi Hallel on Rosh Chaydesh. And the Gainim found a remez for this Hallel. Because in the last Halukah that we say in Sukkotizim, which is the last Halukah, the last Kapitol Tillim in Tehillim, we say, Halukah, Halukah, Bekachai, Halukah, Kiruzai, Halukah, Gvoraisav, Halukah, Goodlight. There are 12 Halalus or Halukahs in that Kapitol, if you count them. And so those 12 Halalus, those are the 12 Halals of the 12 Rashi Chadashim of the year. Fret, the Pri Wait a minute. I thought we don't say hallow on Tishrei. So how are you selling me 12 months of the year saying hallow? We only say it 11 months. So what I wanted to say was that if you look through these hallows, one of them happens to be hallelujah, the Seika Shaifer. That we give hallow to the Rabbani Shalom with the Tkiyasa Shaifer. The Shaifer is that 12th hallow. We don't say it, it's Bakesli and Chagena, we're not able to sing Hallel on Rosh Chaydesh Tishrei. We should be saying Hallel, but we can't. But nevertheless, there still remains a Din Hallel, and that's the Hallel of the Sega Shaifer, that's the Hallel that the Shaifer is our Shliach to sing for us. Now, what does that mean? 
What does this mean that the halal, that the shaifer is our halal? What is the shaifer? So the Rambam says that it's If somebody asks you, why do you blow shaifer? Say, we don't really know. It's exeris hakasov. The Torah says, blow, we blow. But nevertheless, says the Rambam, uncharacteristically, he's giving us a remez. But this is the Rambam. The Rambam is telling us a din. That even though it's exeris hakasov, but remez yeshpoi, kloimar, uru yeshenim mishinaschem, awaken those of you that are sleeping from your slumber. Wake up! The message of the shaifer is it's an alarm. Sometimes on during Elul, which is also supposed to arouse us to tshuva. Sometimes, you know, we're a little bit sleepy at the end of davening, or I am at least, and all of a sudden, like you're not expecting the shaifer, and all of a sudden you hear the shaifer, whoa, what, what was that? That's how a shaifer is supposed to be. That's the design of the shaifer. The shaifer is supposed to scare you. It's supposed to say, wake up. It's time to do tshuva. And the Rambam continues, and the Rambam says that it's talking to people that are shaykhem es hazman. They forget about, they, 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 re, they forget about everything that's important in life, like we all do as the year goes by, and we move further away from El, Roshani, and Kippur. Now we're in the middle of the year, and we start getting into our old tricks. We start doing shtusim. We waste our time, behev varik. We do things that are completely opposite of what we should be doing with our lives, and we begin to become seduced again by Elam and by the Taivas, and the Gashmias, and the Eitzaharis, and the Chevera, and the Bittel Taira, and all of those things that lure us away from our Abayda. Comes Rosh Hashanah, comes the Shaifer, and it's designed to wake us up and it's a call from the heart it's an ashamadika cry it's a cry from our essence and it's screaming to us wake up and do the right thing wake up and come back to the Rabbeinu Shalom zichru bayachem as the Rambam says remember who created you remember that you're a nivra remember that you didn't create yourself the Rabbeinu Shalom created you that there are chiyuvim towards your creator and you are assigned a mission in life and you must not shirk that responsibility. That's what the, chi- the shaifer is telling us. And that sounds like a very scary Muslim shmuz, and it is. But it's only scary to our guf. Because when our neshama emits this tkiah, or when it absorbs the sound of the tkiah, the neshama becomes overjoyed. My grandmother, Allah Shalom, was it, Baruch Hashem, was it Sadekis? And I remember as a young child, she died when I was very young, but I asked her, what was, what's, what's your favorite day of the year? Uh, you know, so I thought she said Purim, which was, of course, my favorite day of the year. I said, oh, that's so funny. I, you know, I also like Purim. You have a shed also? What, what do you do on Purim? So she says, no, no I, I didn't say Purim. I said, Yayim Haki Purim. 
There's no greater day of the year than Yom Kippur. I said, Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is a good day? Yom Kippur is a day that you can't, you can't eat, you can't drink, you can't run around. Everyone's shushing you in shul. Can't do anything. What's Yom Kippur? And it took me many years to understand but what she meant was there's no more beautiful day of the year for the neshama than to be able to daven to the Rabbi Nishayim, you take out your machzer and you cry and you come close to the Rabbi Nishayim. there is no greater day of the year than that simply put there is, that's the greatest day of the year what could be nicer she said what could be nicer you stand in shul with a machzer with a box of tissues and you cry and you come back to the Rabbi Nishayim. You run into Rabbi Yisholem's caring and loving arms. And you make good with him. You make friends with him. You become once again Is there any more beautiful experience than that? And what she said was really what all the Bali Musr said. The Altaf and Kelam used to say that Rosh Hashanah Kippur and Elul, those are the spa of the soul. These are days that the soul is mamish in its element. It feels finally that it's comfortable. It's happy. It's not a day of simply yisera for our guf. Because our guf is nervous as it should be. What's going to be? But for the neshama, for the depths and the recesses of our hearts and our souls, there is no greater day of the year than Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippurim. There is no more precious day. There is no day that you have to squeeze every second and every word out. Then these days, the heart is overjoyed. The heart is getting as close to the Rabbi Shalom as close can be. And so on the Yom Tavim of the year, on Pesach, on Shavuos, on Sukkot, those are Avedah, but that's an Avedah that we are able to be besimcha. We have the Yayin, we have the Basar, we have the Zmiris, we have the spirit of the day lifting us up and bringing us close to the Rabbi Nishleilam. We have Aliyah Laregel. We have the ability to get close to the Rabbi Nishleilam in a different form. And so that requires a shira because the joyous heart automatically sings to its creator. Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, we can't. The body can't sing because the body is trembling. But the neshama, the neshama sings a song that's has never been heard in the world before. And that is the song of bliss. That shuva is at hand. That I'm able to come back to the Rabbi Nishleilam. That the Rabbi Nishleilam gave me this gift of shuva to enable me to come close. And regardless of all the chatoim that I did during the year, I'm able to erase them, which is the most mind-boggling chiddush in the world, says the Mesil Sisharim. And says Rabbeinu Yaina, and all the Svarim. How is it Shayach? That just by being Aikir, my Rotsen, I wish I hadn't done it. I have Charata that I did those stupid Averas. How was I so absent minded? How could I have been so foolish? And Akhir Shpargu says, Yeah, you feel that way? Takes out the white ad and completely erases the whole Avera as if it was never there. Such a gift. That's a gift that the neshama sings the most beautiful praises, but we can't hear it. 
only through the Shaifer. The Shaifer is that most basic, most primitive cry of the soul, saying, this is where you are, awaken, and you're safe. And that is the howl that we give to the Rabbi Yisholam and Rosh Hashanah. There's a Misa that said about Rameyer Mipam Mishlan, one of the Gdailaya Hasidus, that one time he was by a tish, he was giving a tish Friday night, and he washes. If anyone ever was at a tish, you see the, the malchus of the Admirim. He washed his hands in a, in a silver, in a silver pitcher. And then he ate the challah and he said, what's the story with this challah? I've never tasted Elam Haba like I have in this challah. This is Gan Eden. What's the story? So one of the Shamashim went and ran into the kitchen to try to find out who baked the challah. Is it the regular challah that the Rebbitzin baked? No. This week the Rebbitzin wasn't able to bake the challah. Who baked the challah? It was an orphan girl that was working in the kitchen of the Rebbe's home. And so Mary Pamishlan says, bring her in, I want to ask her a question. She was brought before the Rebbe and she was trembling. And she, the Rebbe says to her, Mary Pamishlan, what did you do to this challah? What were you doing when you were baking the challah? She said, Rebbe, my mother died a few years ago and I don't remember too much from her but one thing I remember she used to be one of those women that roll the matzahs in the matzah bakery before Pesach who's those women that are rolling those generally speaking they're amanis they're poor women and my, my mother was sick and she was very poor and she lost her husband, my father. But the minig was by Hasidim, as they bake challah, as they bake the matzahs, they roll the matzahs, they do the abedah with the matzahs, they sing halal on, on Erev Pesach and maybe even earlier than that in some Benhagim. They sing halal as they're baking the matzahs. And I remember the nigan that my mother used to sing as she was rolling the matzahs. And I sang that niggin. As the tears were rolling down my cheeks, I was singing the hallel that my mother used to sing. And the tears went into the dough. And that's how I baked the chalas the Shabbos. And Ramami Pamishlan says, Now I know why the chalas had that reach. Now I know why those chalas had the time of Ilam Habo. Because when a person can take a howl and make the howl into tears, and when a person can take tears and turn them into a howl, that's Ganeidim. Rav Nachmanibi Breslov used to say that even the Bechiyas of a Yid has to be Mitech Simcha. Ki Beshimcha Yegilon Kalayayim, which is one of those 
all important psukim that we say that the Baltikeya says after he finishes the tkiyas. Ki v'shimcha yegilun kawayayim. V'shimcha yegilun kawayayim is Rashi Tevis b'chiyah. And what that means is that the b'chiyah also, the yid, has to be yegilun kawayayim. It's kilo. The Bechiyas of the Yid are also supposed to be happy. Because when a person cries, when a person davens, when a person has these moments of Kirvas Hashem, for me, the greatest thing in the world is getting closer and closer and more intimate with the Rabbani Shalom. And we know that there's no greater intimacy than through Bechiyas. When a person can cry, when a person is able to cry, there is no greater clarity. I think there was a great poet that once said, I see most clearly through misty eyes. When one's eyes are misty, when one's eyes are full of tears, one sees things so clearly. One can get so close. And the howl is so perfect. Because at that moment of kirva, there is no... Mechitza between us and the Rabbi That's what the Tzkiah Shaifer is designed to do. To make us fearful, to be us to Tshuva. And that Tshuva is through the Neshama. And the Neshama gets close to the Rabbi Nishayim. The Neshama feels comfortable and broken and sad and fearful. But that fear and that sadness and that tshuva and that pachet and that achna and that yira and that meir ma'ashem, that mivrach umanaseilav is the vehicle, it is the chariot that brings us as close to the Rabbani Shalom as ever. And so instead of being ayla regel, as the Svarim say, on Rosh Hashanah there's no ayla regel, because on Rosh Hashanah we are mamish before the Rabbani Shalom, we are in the base Hamikdash. And we are here before the Rabbani Shalom, and that's the hallow. We sing hallow to the Rabbani Shalom in love of Hashem, in praise of Hashem, in closeness to Hashem through the tears and the tears of the Shaifer. And for that matter, on Yom Kippur also, in case you're wondering, okay, that's good for Rosh Hashanah. What about Yom Kippur? Where's the hallow on Yom Kippur? The Yom Kippur is a carryover from Rosh Hashanah, and the Hisairis of the Shaifer stays with us. On Yom Kippur, and that's why we end Yom Kippur with Tzkiah Shefer, because those are the bookends of the Yimei Hadin and, and the Pachad. The Shefer is still with us. The howl coming from the Shefer through the Bechias and through the Neshama breaking, through the krechts of the Neshama, the sigh and the weeping heart. That is our howl of the Yimei Hadin. Rosh Hashanah, this is the Rosh Hashanah Shmuz. Next Friday is Arab Rosh Hashanah. We're not going to be having a Shmuz. It's a day of Avaveda, Arab Rosh Hashanah. So this is the last Shmuz before the Eimadin. And so what I want to just leave you with, and this is not a earth-shattering Kiddush,
is that Rosh Hashanah is the most beautiful day of the year and Yom Kippur is the most beautiful day of the year. And not to squander a second. Use every minute of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Look forward to it. It's the happiest day of the year, believe it or not. It's the greatest day of the year. Some people say, I can't wait to get Yom Kippur over with. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, uh, you know, it's long. It's hard. It's happening. Yom Kippur is the most gorgeous day of the year. Yom Kippur even beats Purim, believe it or not. See, Yom Kippurim, and in a certain sense, Purim has its Avaida, but Yom Kippur is Yom Kippur. And the more that we're able to experience and to taste what these Yemei Hadin Ba'pachad are, the more we're able to sing the Hallel and to appreciate the underlying joy of these days that lie benigla benister take your time by davening don't rush Reb Chatzko used to say Chatzko Levenstein the great Mashriach they used to wait for him by Shemana Esrei to start during the year and on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur and so he used to give Musr to the island he said listen Either way, Benkach or Benkach, you got to wait for me to finish Shmanesri. So you're going to have to wait for me anyway. So why not Daven along Shmanesri also? I went to Chaim Berlin, one of my yeshivas that I went to, and the hardest part to break into Chaim Berlin is to get used to the Shmanesri because they wait for the Rashiva. And he would dive in like a, you know, like an 18-minute Shmanesrei, 20-minute Shmanesrei, that, that's longer than a lot of Minyanim. Um, but, so it would be like, at first when you, when you, when you, when you first come there, you start like, I, I can't do this, I'm going, I have to dive in a shtiba, like it's not, it's not gonna work, like I, you go crazy, like what am I, you know, I finish Shmanesrei after seven minutes, so like, and then you start learning, you know, maybe you could like do Dafyemi, you could finish a daf, you could be Mavra Sedra, you could maybe, you know, make a Seder in Mishnabura then. Like, there's a whole, there's a lot, uh, it's, a, it's a big chunk of time. But you know something, the more you stay there, the more you realize that, you know what, maybe I should dive in a little bit longer. Maybe I should make my Shemene Esrei, like, stretch it out a little bit. And so, that's really what we're supposed to be doing on Rosh Hashanah Kippur. Rosh Hashanah Kippur is a day of Avaidah. It's a day of Tefillah. There's no rush. There's nothing to rush for. Don't race through the Shema, even if you're a guy that likes davening quickly. It's, there's so much hanging in the balance. Take your time. Get yourself a good machzer. I recommend, by the way, in case uh, you're looking, there's, uh, I find that for Shemayna Esrei, the pathway to prayer is, is an amazing safer. It's just for Shemayna Esrei, for all the Yom Neiram, all the, all the Tfilas. And it just, for some reason, it just, for me, I just feel it, it, it's, it's gewaldic for, for Kavano. It's a, I didn't write it, I don't get royalties, but it's, it's, it's very kedai to go to the Sarm store and, and buy that safer. Because it, it, it's gewaldic. And Mamish, it, tell, it walks you through the Shemana Esrei and line by line, it's linear, and you get Nisayr from every word of Shemana Esrei. Take your time, take with you a box of tissues, and just stand before the Rabbeinu Shalom and just shmooze with him. Talk it out with him. You have a chance to talk to the Rabbeinu The Melech is in front of us and we have every opportunity. The Rabbeinu Shalom is here waiting for our tshuva, waiting for that conversation that we've been pushing off throughout the whole year, throughout Elul, throughout Slichas. We keep kicking the can down the alley. 
and then Rosh Hashanah, all of a sudden we're here and we're standing before the Melech. It's time then to have that conversation and to engage him and to say you're sorry, to do tshuva, to ask him for whatever you need, whatever you want. And of course the most important thing that the Sarma Kedashim say to do while we are speaking out Shemene Esrei on Yom Nairam is to cry for the Rabbani Shalom. Don't spend the whole Shemene Esrei crying for yourself. I always say I had a friend who was a Rosh Hashiva and he used to say that Bachram on Rosh Hashanah when they need a Shidduch their davening sounds like this. Ubechein Shidduch, Tein Shidduch, Pachducha Shidduch, Al Shidduch, Kol Shidduch, Masach Shidduch. The whole davening is Shidduch, Shidduch, Shidduch. I mean, that doesn't mean that you're not supposed to daven for your own needs. But the main thing is, just follow, if you want to know, what should I be mechaving to during Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, during Shemana Esrei? It's very simple. Have kavon in what it says in the Machsir. O bechein tein pachtucha. Daven for the Rabbani Shalom's COVID. Daven that the Rabbani Shalom, the Shechinta is begalusa, the Shechina is in Golos, and cry for the Shechina. Forget about crying about our own plight. That will come with it. But and even if we have terrible matzav and rachman even if we need yeshuas and refuas and parnasa, us and ganz klayisah, which we do, but first and foremost, daven for the rabbi shalom for, for his kavod, for his malchus, that his malchus should once again that his malchus should once again be reinstated in its full glory instead of being b'shvala tachtein. Besides, instead of being mamish. In the lowest thing, and you say, "Well, it's not so bad." We have Eretz Yisrael, we have Yerushalayim, we have the Kaisel, and then look above the Kaisel and see that big gold dome, and then wonder why is the Rebbeinu Shalom crying? Because the Shechina is bigalusa, Klal Yisrael is bigalusa. We need Mashiach, and we need him because we have so many Tzrachim. So we have to daven first and foremost for the Rabbi Shalom. Cry to the Rabbi Shalom to do tshuva, but cry to the Rabbi Shalom. How did we get into this mess? How did we allow you to be where you are? How did we tarnish the crown of the Malchus Shemayim? How were we able to mechal Shem Shemayim so much during this year? How can we be mechal Shem Shemayim? How can we make restitution to you? And once we have conquered these Mighty vistas. Then we can ask for our personal tzirachim. But first and foremost, daven for Kvayt Shemayim. And take your time davening for that. Because we need to take time for that. It deserves time. And it deserves tears. And it deserves hallel. But that's the Avedis Hayyim. The Avedis Hayyim is tefillah, tefillah, and then more tefillah. So get yourself good machzairim. Get yourself good tissues. And just find a makim and just cry. And cry and cry. And ask him for tshuva and for mechila and for kapara. And with that, Amir Hashem, the shimcha yegilon kalayayim, if we can get into that zone on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, I guarantee you that you will walk away from Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur the happiest you have ever been in your life. Because the sense of closeness and the sense of relief will be one that the neshama is radiant by, that the neshama takes in, absorbs, 
the neshama finally finds itself in its comfort zone, the first time and perhaps the only time the entire year should all be gebenched with a ksiva v'chasim ha'tayva, a good gebenched year, an amazing year of taira, steiging in learning, steiging in ruchnias, a year of Yerushalayim, a year of Gishmei Bracha, for us, for Yisrael, that needs tremendous Rachmei Shamayim. The matzah of Yisrael today is something that is so precarious. Who knows what's what's going on in the war rooms in, in Yerushalayim? Who knows what they're planning? And Rachman Lutzan, who knows what the reaction to that planning would be? And so we have to daven for Yisrael. We have to daven for Klal Yisrael. We have to daven for the G'dayla Yisrael. We have to daven for all the many countless Yidden that need Refuos, that need Yeshuos, all the thousands of Yidden that are unemployed, Rachman and that have to come home and have to look at their wives crying to them, need money. We have to pay tuition. The Manal keeps calling the kid. Our kids don't have their admission card on the first day of school and he was kicked out of class. What are we going to do? Many, you know the busyness of a husband that has to deal with that, that doesn't have a job for no fault of his own. He had a job and he was laid off and now he has no access. You have to cry for these people. You have to daven for them. And you have to daven for the Rabbi Shalom that he should shep a little nachas between all of the stormy weathers that he's endured this past year because of our Rabbim. To daven for the Rabbi Shalom that he should find a little bit of nachas from the Bnei Taira amongst us. The only sole purpose of the world was Taira. And so all the Bnei Taira, the Bnei Aliyah, whether you're in Yeshiva or whether you're Balabatim, that are Kaveitim, that's the only thing that really gives the Rabbi Shalom any nachas ruach. And so that we should be Kalim, perfect Kalim before him to give him the nachas ruach that he needs, that he desires, that he deserves. So we have to doubt him that we should be those kalim. And a, a great Rebbe once said that there's no clear which is as whole as a broken heart. By breaking one's heart, that is ironically the most perfect form of plea. It's shivrei kalim, it's the broken vessels that HaKadosh Baruch Hu treasures, that he puts those broken vessels in his aron. The luchais, the shivrei luchais, menachem ba'aron. We have to make ourselves shivrei luchais. We have to break our hearts, break our spirits, break our gaiva, come back before the Rabbi Nishayu and B'tshuva, and Amir Hashem, the halal that's neveya mimamakim, the howl that comes from the depths of our souls will be pleasing to the Rabbi Shalom, and he should give us a year of Shnas Bracha, Vatzlacha, Gizunt, and Parnasa, Lanu Lucha Yisrael Ami.